Hi, everyone, and welcome to the Empowering Dietitians podcast, where each week I dive into a specific topic to help you feel more confident and connected to your work as a dietitian. In this episode, I am chatting with the inspiring Christine Diane Thompson, who you may also know as the Money Mindset Dietitian. Through her Embody Academy, a virtual education community for dietitians, and her Make More Money as a Dietitian podcast, Christine is on a mission to help our profession increase our earning potential and feel confident while doing it. In this episode, we talk a lot about mindset and how to bring abundance, authenticity, and intuition into our work and our lives. All right. Welcome, Christine. I'm so excited to be here. I am so excited. I have a little bit of fangirl in me because I love your work and a little bit of like, this is long overdue. And I am, I am so grateful to finally be connecting with you face to face and voice to voice. Yay. Yes. This is so beautiful. You know, it's just a sign of the universe, how everything always comes back full circle, doesn't it? Yep, absolutely. And for the listeners, um, I had originally contacted Christine to be on my beat the Sunday scaries Instagram live probably a year and a half ago, a while ago, yeah, didn't work out. And now here we are. So whenever you get a no, it doesn't always mean no forever. Sometimes it just means not right now. Not right now is right. Because I I just have like, I try to have good boundaries, especially with the weekends, because I work like a crazy woman during the week. Mm -hmm. Ask my husband and I have the laptop in the bed with me at night a lot of times. So I figured I could at least give him a Sunday. <laughs> yep. Totally. Since then, Sundays are my day off too. Uh, so you. we need to practice those boundaries. I know dietitians are not always the best at it because who teaches us that? So I, know, right? I fully respect that. Now, for anyone who doesn't know who you are, if someone doesn't know who you are already, um, yeah. can you give them a little bit of background? Who is Christine Diane Thompson? What are you about? Why do you do, why do you do it? Yeah. So, okay. Christine Diane Thompson is my name. If you don't know me, that's okay. Because I know there's a ton of dietitians who probably still don't know me yet, but I also go by the money mindset dietitian and I do this work of helping to increase the industry income standard for registered dietitians. This is the mission of my uh, company, which is Christine Diane International. And we're all about it. We're all about helping dietitians um, increase their income potential. Mm -hmm. But it's through mindset work, you guys, because a lot of us dietitians specifically, we're all about the tactical and the strategy and, you know, all of the intricacies of numbers and logic and yeah logic that's the word I was thinking of (laughs) trying to get to at least and while all of that is definitely good and necessary if your mind isn't right when you're taking actions it's almost like you're doing it for naught because it feels really hard it feels really against the grain and all of that and you can also come up against these 
mindset issues that kind of keep you spinning your wheels. So this work is for dietitians because this is my legacy work. I've been a dietitian for probably close to 30 years now. I kind of lost count. You know, I feel like I've said 25 for like the past five years at least. So I've been around for a long time and I feel like I want to give back to the profession. And this to me is the most important way to give back to the profession, especially now, because I hear so many dietitians talk about how they want to leave the um, profession. And I'm just like, why would you do that? Like, I mean, there are some legit reasons. I get it but you've invested so much time and so much energy and so many financial resources. And if you're not at a point in your career where you actually just don't like the work itself, like you're not into nutrition anymore, like it's not your jam, Mm -hmm. then okay, go for something totally different because we all have to feel fulfilled. But if nutrition is still your jam, but you're just kind of frustrated and upset with the whole profession and how, you know, the direction it's going. I want to invite you to stay. I want to invite you to think about your mindset around Mm -hmm. your earning potential. And this is what I help my clients do in the work that I do. And I absolutely love it. You speak my language here because I'm all about the mindset. And I, I recently did an episode that got a little bit of controversy over it, talking about this pain point of dietitians with the money, because Mm. I, I notice a lot of scarcity mindset around mm. money when we talk about not feeling valued, not feeling compensated fairly. And those are our fair statements and fair sentiments to have. Mm-hmm. But how do we shift to an abundance mindset? So how can we make it a point where self-advocacy for better pay is empowering and from a place of confidence mm. rather than from a place of lack and scarcity? I feel like the first thing that we all have to do is take personal responsibility for everything in our lives. And that includes personal responsibility for our career. So when you say um, you're not valued, (laughs) I laugh because it's true. And Mm -hmm. how long are you going to place the responsibility of you feeling valued on someone else? or Mm -hmm. some organization or whatever it is. Like how long will you continue to wait on someone else to help you feel a certain way? Like that is why I kind of laugh out loud because it's, it's almost insanity, but we all are in that at different points in our lives and in our careers, because we don't know any better. It's like, you don't know until you know. And so when I did my own mindset work, I was like, oh my gosh, I have to bring this to the people. Like, I felt like I was um, Willy Wonka and I found the golden ticket. I was like, I've got the ticket, you guys. You you ready? Let's go. (laughs) No, you're completely right. And that's, we kind of wait for permission. We wait for that external validation in a lot of aspects of things. And Although there is something to be said for all of the systemic reasons why dietitians Uh struggle with these things, uh, there is a lot of self-advocacy that comes into it and the confidence and mindset and assertive communication that goes Mm -hmm. into it. Mm -hmm. Yeah. We, We can no longer continue. I mean, you can do whatever you want. Okay. Let me just tell you that I'm not here to preach to you about what you can and cannot do or shouldn't, shouldn't do. However, 
it would be so much better for you when you start to do the work and make everything centered around you being responsible for your results. Mm -hmm. And when you start doing that work in the beginning, you will have a, oh my God, I can't believe it's me moment. Like I, I can remember to this day, like it was yesterday when that moment happened for me, I was like, oh my goodness, this, this is me. This is, I'm responsible for this. And it was, I was almost ashamed and I had all of these feelings, right? I was ashamed. I was uh, disappointed in myself that I had let it go for so long. And then I picked myself up and I was like, okay, but this is amazing because mm -hmm. this is me. I get to change it. Yep. And talk to me about that because that's where I see a lot of dietitians going where they start to understand their complicit role in some of these things, yeah. all of a sudden it becomes this spiral downwards into, well, then I'm broken or there's something wrong with me or why didn't I notice this sooner? And like mm. all of this blame. No. So, so how do we shift from that moment of the blame? How did I let this happen? How did I let this go so far into the picking yourself back up again into the feeling empowered? Like, okay, that means I'm in charge and I can do things differently. I think it's really, I think it's really important that we first and foremost understand that everyone, each one of us, we are right where we're supposed to be. Like why, why think anything other than that? Because nothing other than that is going to serve you. Yeah. Nothing on the negative side of that serves you. Now you have a choice. You can do, you can think whatever you want to think, but why not think something positive? So when you're Instead, when you come to this, come to Jesus moment, like it's me, right? Mm -hmm. Then you, you can choose how you want to move forward. Like I said, for me, it was like, I did have those feelings. I had the feeling of shame. I had the feeling of like, oh my God, I could be so far further ahead. Uh, hello, let's be serious. Secret. I still feel that way. I still feel like I, I could be further ahead because I'm probably old enough to be everyone's mother. <laughs> on here. I'm like 51 years old. So I am old enough to be some of you guys' moms. So mm -hmm. there, there are times when I feel like I, I could be further ahead, but I choose not to keep thinking that over and over again, because then I'll stay stuck yeah. where I'm at. So I want you to know that all the thoughts that you think, all the thoughts that your brain comes up with. Okay. I want to separate your brain from you. Mm-hmm. So all the thoughts that your brain is serving you, they're normal. Mm -hmm. It's normal to feel shame. It's normal to feel frustration. And all of those thoughts that come up when you're like, oh my gosh, I should be further ahead. I could have been further ahead now. I don't know why I was thinking like this all this time. I've wasted so much time. Feel those emotions, process them. You may even need help processing emotions, yeah. but once you get to the other side of that and you process them and you normalize them, I think that's the key, Jessica. It's like normalizing your emotions and feelings, because I think in the culture that we live in today, we, <laughs> we're fed this, uh, 
geez, it's some kind of something. I don't even know what to call it, but it's a culture and we're just fed all of these beliefs and of standards and all of these other things that are not true. Because when we understand what beliefs really are, they're just thoughts that we think over and over again. It's, it's a habit. Mm-hmm. Yep. So, yeah. And I, I think about that a lot when I talk to dietitians about confidence, because yeah. I think we go around and think that confidence is feeling confident all the time. Mm. And I think of confidence as feeling the self-doubt, having those thoughts and taking action anyway, and knowing mm-hmm. that you're still worthy when those self-doubts happen. Mm-hmm. I don't know a single person out there who presents as a confident person who doesn't still get the self-doubt, the second guessing and those imposter feelings happening. Mm-hmm. And mm-hmm. so when we have those negative emotions, we can learn how to sit with them without necessarily reacting. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And it's that place of neutrality that allows us to move forward and build and grow. Yeah. And I think another thing that we need to understand about being human is that we are, we have the gift to be able to experience and process a whole array of emotions. It's really a gift. Mm -hmm. Um, There's no other species on the planet that I'm aware of that gets to experience emotion the way that we do. And so for us to be, to think that the array of emotion is only supposed to be the good, there Mm -hmm. would not be good if there weren't bad. There is contrast to everything in this life. You know, we have yin and yang, right? So there's the up and the down. There's the good and the bad, hot and warm or hot and cold and all of that. So when we have our bad emotion, we have to also recognize um, when we have a negative emotion, I should call it, we also need to recognize that there is good on the other side of it. And hopefully that will help like calm the brain down a little bit. (laughs) There's a, there's a quote that I always think about that says, let everything happen to you, beauty and terror, just mm. keep going. No feeling is final. Right. And it's this duality of we, we have both. We don't have the beauty without the terror. We don't have the confidence without those moments of questioning and reflection and growth. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And so when we can learn to accept that and, and respect it too, mm-hmm. is where we can really let the magic happen. Absolutely. I love that quote. That's amazing. Yeah. And now I have to pose this follow-up question because one of the pieces that I sometimes see missing in the business coaching and the sound bites that we get is we're charging what we're worth. We're increasing our, our fees for private practice and all this stuff all for that. How do we also make sure that we're not leaving people behind who genuinely can't afford these high ticket items? Yeah, that's the biggest thing. I wonder, you know, no judgment at all, but it's such a very common question amongst us. Mm -hmm. Um, hmm. Not that I don't have the answer, but I'm just, I still wonder why we think about that. Interesting. Not that we shouldn't think about the people, okay? (laughs) Okay, you guys, don't come after me. Listen, what I'm saying is when you're creating value, Um, you have to also think about value that can be given away for free Mm -hmm. in a way that you're not 
like giving away your whole farm. Yes. Yep. So when you're, when you have, and I feel like this before I even give some examples, I feel like we've gotten to one end of the spectrum. So we were at an, uh, an end of the spectrum where we weren't charging enough. And now we've slid all the way to the other side where we're charging premium. And so that's where that question comes up. Well, what about the other people? Mm -hmm. You didn't take your time to really think about the other people before you slid all the way over to premium. Mm -hmm. So now you're wondering, oh, what about the people who can't afford me? Well, what about the services or the offerings that you have that you're doing usually on a regular basis, day to day, week to week, whatever it is, you more than likely already have something that you're doing every day or during your week for marketing where you're providing value. Mm -hmm. You're providing value in the, like Jessica, you're providing value in the form of a podcast. Some other dietitians may provide value in the form of blog posts. Mm -hmm. Some other dietitians may provide value in the form of culinary nutrition workshops. Mm -hmm. These are things that you could be doing to provide value and provide a service to those who can't afford the higher tiered offerings. I also believe that um, people will pay for what they value. So when you're providing free value, they will know, like, and, and trust you enough to come up with money. I know this doesn't sound true for the people that you're thinking about in your minds who maybe are on public assistance mm-hmm. or people who come to you and they're on Medicare or Medicaid. It's like, what about those people? I used to work with those people. Mm-hmm. I also used to be one of those people. So when I was really broke, like food stamp broke with three children, I have a whole story, y'all. If someone told me that they were going to change the trajectory of my career, if I paid them whatever, whatever, then I tell you, and I really believe them, and I really saw the value in what they were offering, I would find a way to come up with that money. I would. And if I couldn't, I would stay connected with them in a way where I would continue to get value and maybe kind of do the work on my own. So I just encourage everyone, if you want to charge premium, there's nothing wrong with that, but also know that people who can't afford the premium will either find a way to, to charge, I mean, to afford it, or they'll stay connected to you because you're providing free value in way of blog posts, weekly emails, workshops, webinars, challenges, whatever you're doing in your nutrition business. Absolutely. And the point that you made is important is that when we swing the pendulum from one extreme to the other, we wind up going back and forth and we do this with our eating too, right? If we're too restrictive, we swing back into more of a binge state and we go back and forth. The ideal is that we hover and find a peaceful middle ground. And so if you don't swing too fast and you grow and you are thoughtful and intentional about your business practices, you can charge what you're worth and also set in place specific principles in your business, specific parts of your business that will be more accessible. 
Yes, absolutely. Absolutely. Amazing. Amazing. Thank you. I really appreciate you sharing that because I know that there is a way to have both. I don't think it's an either or conversation. It's a both and it's more of a both and so how, and that's what I encourage everyone to think about. Absolutely. You're right. I'm so glad you brought that question up because it's very, very common. Yep. We're, we're compassionate people. That's why we get into this field. And so Mm -hmm. we care about people. We genuinely want to serve them. And we think about that. And, and as long as that's part of our thought process and we're being intentional, we can do both. Yeah. And I just want to say, since you mentioned the word compassionate, um, another iteration of my business in the past was called, I was, I literally had an LLC called compassionate nutritionist. So I really, really understand that 1000% to the point where I created a whole LLC with that name in it. So I understand about um, wanting to help the people. And even in that business, I was able to um, charge what I felt was premium at that time. Everyone's Mm -hmm. level of premium is different, right? Absolutely. And so even at that time, I I felt like I was charging premium and I was still able to um, help others too, because I had, you know, several offerings. Yep. Amazing. And now, so we have abundance around the money Mm -hmm. and charging what we're worth. How do we translate that abundance mindset into an abundance mindset around leads and clients and Mm -hmm. other aspects of our work, not just the money? Yeah. So I never lead with money, to be honest with you. I I know my moniker is (laughs) money mindset dietitian, but I never lead with money. Like every action that I take um, is all about something different. It's really about the mission of my business. Yes. And so, oh my God. So the mission of my business is to increase the industry income standard for dietitians across the globe. I know it so well. I don't even have to look at it anymore on my paper. Mm -hmm. You know, I have it like all on a Google doc and, you know, the mission, the vision and the core values, Mm -hmm. but that mission is what leads me every in everything that I do. And this is the missing sauce. I feel like in a lot of these coaching programs that are being, um, taught and sold to others, right? I don't know that there's many coaches out there that are really talking about the mission, the vision and core values, because when people come to me after having been in other programs and taking Mm -hmm. courses, they still don't have that foundational work down. And I'm like, how can you like do anything without having to? Yeah. I mean, you know, we, we do certain things. And like I mentioned a moment ago, we're always where we're supposed to be. Right. Mm -hmm. So not having those things is okay. Because if you do get to me and you don't have them, that just means this is your next iteration. Mm -hmm. (laughs) So, and that's totally okay. But it's, it's really important for us to do the work. Um, with our mission in mind. And I just did a workshop on this topic with my Embody Academy members. I did a whole training on it and taught them like the importance of this, the mission and really defining mission from vision, because I think people really get that misunderstood. Use them interchangeably and they're not. So Mm -hmm. then core values, 
super important. And you also may even want to have your core values somewhere on your website, because I feel like they actually will allow potential clients to self-select. Mm -hmm. And so when it comes to getting leads and all these other things, I don't even think about it that way, Jessica. I really don't. I don't think about leads. I never talk about it that way in my business. Awesome. I don't teach about it that way. Um, we do things in a very organic and holistic way when it comes to marketing. It's very organic. It's like, meet all the people, tell them you're a dietitian, Build connections. Help. That's it. You, you literally can just do marketing in a way where it doesn't feel methodical. It doesn't feel um, like it has to have this real strong strategy behind it. It's like in the beginning, if you just make connections in relationship build mm -hmm. and you keep building relationship over time, people will get to know you. And when they need you, they will self-select. Yeah. And that starts Talk with being clear. Yeah. yeah. It starts with being clear on who you are. And that's, that's the bulk of the work that I start my dietitians on is who are you and what do you stand for? And what are your values? Exactly. And if they are a dietitian going for business, how are those values different from your business's values? Because mm -hmm. there may be some overlap, but there's going to be some differences too. And I love that you have that because it's not all about formulas and output and all of the it's like not. perfect things. It's about people and connection and being clear on who you are, how you help people and telling people that. Yeah. And, and when you do that over and over again, people self-select. Mm -hmm. So if you're one of those dietitians out there who really, um, you love to use that, that term salesy and you don't want to feel salesy, <laughs> then I invite you to meet all the people, no matter where you are, tell them you're a dietitian and make offers to help. I actually was doing this, um, when I started the money mindset dietitian movement, make more money as a dietitian movement. I just started getting in Facebook groups with dietitians and mm -hmm. centering myself around these conversations about charging for certain things and offering to help by, you know, letting people know, Hey, there's no going rate. You get to charge whatever you want. The going rate is the one that you figure out for yourself. And, you know, just continuously trying to drop, um, mindset wisdom in these groups and then I just became well-known for that topic. And sometimes people will tag me and, and all of those things. And the same thing can happen for every single one of us. Absolutely. When we just keep showing up because I'm not, I'm not a big, you know, Instagram person. I feel like Instagram requires a lot. It does. Um, <laughs> and I, you know, I feel like for me personally, I can invest my time and energy in other ways that are of value to the people that I want to be of service to. So we all have to figure that out for ourselves. But um, the Facebook groups have been tremendous for me. My podcast has been amazing for me. Uh, my weekly emails, I stay in contact every twice a week, actually. Uh, one weekly email and another like this week on the podcast email. Yep. So we just got to get out there and do it our way. But like leads to me, that's like, it's kind of masculine feeling. I'm a little feminine. It is. 
It is. You're also you're also a little bit about the woo. Um, oh, let's talk about woo. Can we talk about woo? I, or do we have please. too many um, evidence-based people on this um, on this podcast? Um, <laughs> I I start all of my dietitians off by setting horoscope intentions because it oh. makes them feel a little bit uncomfortable. I love it. <laughs> I know they're probably like, oh god. Oh yeah. No, they give me all kinds of looks. I'm like, try it. If you don't like it, cool. Try it. Yes. Um, and it's not because we all have to be into horoscopes and astrology. It's because it challenges us to connect to a different part of us that isn't evidence-based and isn't yes. logical. Yes. And I love that that's you. So I know we have like a few minutes left, but mm -hmm. I, I have to ask you, like, talk to me about the woo and dietitians. Oh, oh, I, well, <laughs> I almost feel like those two are very polar opposites. Yes, they but, are. <laughs> but um, there are some, I look, okay, I get excited. Can you tell I'm excited? Oh my <laughs> gosh, it's my favorite topic. But I feel like there's some closet woo people out here in the dietitian yeah. community. And none of us want to really step up and say that we are because we feel like, mm -hmm. like the other people are going to come and just like, just bust us in our nugget and be like, what are you thinking? But, <laughs> you know, whenever I say that I'm woo, I mean, then I always get others that'll come like oh, yeah. a little whisper in the ear. Hey, you know what? Guess what? I am too. Mm -hmm. And I'm like, why are we in the closet about this? I'm this so is afraid so weird. to say it. Yeah. But I'm especially like the feminine and the tapping into who you are and doing it your own way. And this woo thing, like these are all integrated and we don't have to be formulaic and precise to have power, mm -hmm. to be powerful. We can embrace who we are in that intuition as our mm -hmm. own unique type of power. Absolutely. And I believe it is that part of us the intuitive part of us that helps us to connect with other humans. Mm -hmm. We can't always be in our left brain. I think the left brain is good. Yep. Like it has gotten us to where we are today, right? Absolutely. But we can't be left brained about everything. In order to have a human connection with another human, you have to embrace the intuition, the humanness of yourself. Mm -hmm. And in order to do that, you have to embrace a little bit of whatever your woo is. So if your woo isn't astrology, that's fine. Mine is I'm highly intuitive to the point where I kind of blow my own mind sometimes. And I blow other people's minds when I can almost say, Hey, were you thinking? And they're like, excuse me, what, mm -hmm. you know? And so I'm that way. And then I also love, um, cycling by the lunar cycle yeah. of things in Embody Academy, we actually have our quarterly retreats that are centered around the um, equinoxes and the solstices of the year. And so um, we do it because we want to um, make the best use of that energy around that time of the year. And so I teach about the energies that we're harvesting for lack of, lack of a better term. Um, during those times when we're in retreat. So that's, that's my woo. I mean, I have a whole altar behind me over here. Um, those of you listening, you can't see it, but it is behind me. I have all of the things, candles and Buddha men and all Amazing. that kind of thing. And at the same time, y'all, I actually believe in Jesus. So I just want to say it doesn't have to be just one way. Both and. Both and. There you go. Yeah. All right. Absolutely. Well, is there any last minute 
tips that you want to share? Any last minute messages today before we wrap up? I really want to encourage every single dietitian to embrace who she or he is. Um, if you're in the closet on Woo, come on out. We, we're here. We're going to we're, catch We're you. ready for you. <laughs> but really, honestly, I believe that um, it's time for every single one of us to do our work in a way that is unique to us and not feel like we have to do it some kind of way that they tell you out there in the world. You have every single thing that you need inside of you. And when you connect with the right coach, you will be able to allow that to shine through and your clients will come to you. You won't have to come find them. Amazing. Beautiful. I'm all for it. I'm here yeah. for it. Thank you so much, Christine, for coming on. I adore your message. I adore your perspective. It's been an honor to chat. And before we absolutely end, where can people find you? Where can they learn more about your Embody Academy and all that you do? Yeah. So you can find me on Instagram at money.mindset.dietitian. And my website is moneymindsetdietitian.com. And you can learn about Embody Academy on the work with me tab. And um, I think right now we have a little bit of a wait list going, but when we open up, I think it's going to be in September. I want to let you guys know it's going to be a whole different iteration. It's going to be amazing. And you really don't want to miss. I know people say that all the time, but you really, if you want something different for your career as a dietitian and you want to blend the mindset and the marketing together, then you'll want to check out Embody. So head on over to moneymindsetdietitian.com. Thank you for listening to another episode of the Empowering Dietitians podcast. If you enjoy these episodes, it would mean the world to me if you could share it with your dietitian friends and if you listen on Apple Music, leave a rating and review. This helps the podcast reach more dietitians so that we can really create a collective of dietitians who feel confident and connected both to their work and each other. You are not alone. And as always, if you're looking for that extra level of support, check out my Empowering Dietitians Supervision Services at www.empoweringdietitians.com supervision. Thank you.